Morocco, where more than 1,000 people were killed after a powerful 6.8 magnitude earthquake after it struck Friday night. Its epicenter, located in the High Atlas Mountains, just southwest of Marrakesh, the quake was the strongest to hit the historic tourist area in over a century. And rescuers are now struggling to access the hardest hit areas after roads, of course, were damaged. One witness said that they are hoping for miracles from the rubble. More than 700 people were injured in the quake and are in critical condition. Intense aftershocks have hit the area. Experts expect the death toll to rise. I heard people screaming. Everyone went out of their houses. The street is full of people and women screaming. That's what happened. Even now, people can't go back home because they're still afraid. I want to bring in now CNN senior international correspondent Ben Wiedemann for more on this. Ben, the, the destruction is devastating. I mean, what are emergency crews up against, especially when you have an earthquake of this magnitude? It means so many passageways are simply impassable. Well, in addition to the strength of this earthquake, 6.8 on the Richter scale, uh, you have to keep in mind that it took place in a very mountainous, a very rugged area. I've been hiking up there, and you have very steep mountains, remote uh, communities, villages, and towns scattered in the mountains. And uh, the Moroccans, it appears, simply don't have the manpower and equipment to deal with all of these different locations where we're seeing so much damage. In fact, some eyewitnesses are telling us that in their towns where there has been damage and death, uh, the rescue uh, workers have not actually gone there because they're focusing their efforts on the worst hit areas. Now, what we've seen uh, throughout the day, actually, the, the earthquake took place at 11.13 p.m. on Friday, and there have been more than a dozen aftershocks. So lots of people are staying outside, sleeping outside. That includes tourists as well who have been sleeping in the streets. Uh, but what we've seen is that the death toll has been rising steadily throughout the day as the rescue effort uh, gathers pace. At the, the last number we heard was 1,037 dead, more than 1,200 wounded, 721 of whom were in critical condition. Now, what we're seeing is an outpouring of uh, efforts and offers to help from a variety of places. The French have mobilized, for instance, firefighters to help with the rescue effort. Turkey is mobilizing more than 260 people, a thousand tents ready to go. The Israelis have also assembled emergency medical teams to go to the worst affected areas. And in these affected areas, for instance, in many of them, there's no running water, there is no electricity, the medical facilities are overwhelmed. For instance, the main hospital in Marrakesh, uh, they've had to have put beds out in the streets because they simply don't have the room uh, to treat all the injured people. And as I said, the number of injured and dead is expected to rise steadily as the rescue effort moves forward. Enrica? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an incredible um, situation there. And then, Ben, uh, is there a way you could kind of describe for people the Marrakesh region, uh, the area from the locations where tourists love to flock to those more remote mountainous areas? 
Well, Marrakesh itself is in a plain, but that's an old, it's an ancient city. Uh, and many of the buildings are very old there, and many of them have been severely damaged. Now, when you go up into the high Atlas Mountains, uh, you have sort of deep ravines and uh, pa mountain passes that are easily blocked by falling rubble, even uh, rocks under the best of circumstances. With an earthquake, you're seeing that some of these roads to the worst affected areas are blocked by boulders, and that's going to make the situation difficult. And it's simply, you know, the area is so mountainous, and there's little villages dotted around up in the hills, very hard uh, to reach. So they're going to really need all the help they can get, the Moroccans, that is, uh, from outside to try to get to these people who are most badly affected in these very mountainous areas. Frederica? All right, Ben Wiedemann, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. you joining us from Rome, but you being very knowledgeable of the region. Uh, it was very insightful to talk with you. All right, CNN researcher Benjamin Brown was on a rooftop in Marrakesh when the earthquake hit and said it took a while for people to realize what was happening. Earlier today, he described what he witnessed in the aftermath a large cloud of dust that had been shaken off the ground just erupted into the sky and um, covering covering basically the entire sky in, in dust. Um, when the shaking then, then stopped, we, this is me and, and the other guests in the hotel, um, made our way to, to open ground far away from high-rise walls and, and tall buildings that, that may collapse, obviously, with the damage they'd already suffered, but also with potential aftershocks. And, um, yeah, that's really when, when the panic, I feel, started to kick in for people, when people saw the, the true extent of the damage, but also of the horrific injuries. I saw many people carried out of buildings and stretchers, one person wrapped in a carpet being brought onto the streets, and uh, some of them were what appeared to be very bad head injuries, um, a lot of blood. And I even saw one instance in which a woman had to be turned away by an ambulance crew because the ambulance was full of injured people. And they simply said they couldn't take her, take her in the ambulance. Uh, all right, that was our Benjamin Brown. With the rising death toll, uh, many countries are poised to assist with recovery efforts. It will be a colossal effort, however. For more on all this, I'm joined now by Carolyn Holt. She is the Director of Disaster, Climate and Crises with the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Caroline, great to see you. So with a disaster of this magnitude, of this scale, what is the top priority? Yeah, thank you for inviting me to join you. I mean, I think we've had a very clear outline from uh, from the previous guests as well. This is a very serious, it was a huge earthquake. It's been a huge disaster. And what we're likely to see is really uh, in the coming days as the needs start to unfold and the realization and the reality of the impact, I think we'll start to see that death toll unfortunately rise. We'll also see those who have suffered injuries um, certainly in the initial earthquake, but again, to mention those aftershocks that uh, that your colleague also talked about as well, not only will that has the not only does that have the potential to create further injuries to people and and broken bones and and uh, and, and severe head injuries, et cetera, but really it creates a sense of fear amongst that population that have survived that initial trauma. In the next few hours, it's 
search and rescue, uh, really to find those that are still alive and under the rubble. And that will be absolutely the priority, as well as taking the best care that we can of those people that have survived. While leaders from around the world are offering condolences and say that they are ready to help, including the U.S., what kind of assistance or resources do you think are going to be helpful, whether they be coupled with your resources or standalone? Yeah, we're seeing huge international solidarity, which of course is always very heartening at such a terrible time like this. Um, we also, unfortunately or fortunately, have a lot of experience when it comes to earthquakes and how to respond. We know that there will be a requirement for shelter in the form of tents, no doubt, in the uh, early phases. Food and safe and clean water will also be critical to make sure that we don't see a disaster within a disaster. We need to make sure that people have access to those basic needs that they will continue to uh, require. First aid and psychosocial support to help with the mental health needs of people that are suffering and will continue to suffer the trauma will also be prioritized. And uh, I, will, I can only imagine that we will see the international aid effort really start to scale up in the coming days. Uh, within the medical community, a basic need might be blood, but a, a blood center uh, in Morocco is urging people to donate blood as quickly as possible because of the kinds of shortages that already seem to be uh, evidence given the critical needs. Um, what kind of donations might be coming your way through your organizations? <laughs> Thank you. Well, in terms of the uh, Moroccan Red Crescent, they're working in, in very much in coordination with the, uh, with the government and with national agencies on the ground. So the needs will start to be defined more clearly as we understand the breadth uh, and the depth of, of those needs and what they really look like. But as you say, there's already that very clear ask for blood, which is very common in these early stages. I think it's important to recognize that it's roads, transportation, it's healthcare, it's communication, everything is impacted by a disaster of this nature, specifically by earthquake. So everything is uh, complicated and it's a very complex uh, response that will be required. People will be living outside for the foreseeable future. And uh, not only is it very hot during the day and they'll need some shelter, but certainly in those mountainous areas that have also been hit where the epicenter was, it will experience very cold temperatures at night. So we need basic shelter to really protect people from the, uh, from the elements. As the needs unfold, there will no doubt be further calls for specific aid and specific aid requests. And we fully expect, as we've seen before, that the international community will step forward. Mm. And we saw that uh, in Turkey after that devastating earthquake, exactly. people sleeping outside for a very long time. And now uh, a very similar pattern happening here. Carolyn Holt, thank you so much.